HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. HRN has a brand new look, but we're sharing the same delicious stories. Invest in the future of food radio by becoming a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Welcome to Pizza Quest. I'm Peter Reinhardt, a man on a never-ending search for the perfect pizza. This show is the audio version of the Pizza Talk YouTube series, where I engage in interesting conversations with some of the country's greatest pizza makers and other artisans. Thanks for joining me on this quest. Hi, I'm Peter Reinhardt, and this is Pizza Talk, presented by Pizza Quest. And today, I'm with... I have to say at the legendary Paulie G, and I say legendary and I kind of chuckle because you have become a legend in the pizza world in a very short amount of time. In a way, you're kind of a newbie compared to a lot of the the, the old time pizza guys. And yet it feels like you've been around forever and and you have become sort of legendary. And I got to figure out why. How did you do that? How did you achieve such such legendary status in such a short amount of time. Well, first of all, it's 10 years now, believe it or not, that, that we've been open. It's not yeah. short anymore. But I just, I don't know. I think, you know, people like what I was doing. And, you know, I was, you know, I wasn't, uh, I was humble. I tried to be humble. And, um, you know, I, I, I was a um, social media guerrilla marketeer extraordinaire, okay? <laughs> Right, right. Well, you came into it kind of, you know, in a different way than a lot of other people came into the pizza world. Uh, and that's why I say it's so recent and new, because you didn't start out as a pizza guy. In fact, by the way, first of all, you know, you're talking to us from where? From You're in Brooklyn now? Or I'm in Brooklyn. I'm sitting right here in Greenpoint. In Greenpoint, where it all began for at the first Pauly G's. Uh, and of course, a lot of people who already know you, but there are many people who are watching this who maybe don't know you or don't know your backstory or didn't read the interview that you and I did a couple of years ago on Pizza Quest. So maybe we should catch everybody up a little bit. Uh, you came into this through, what, through IT, through the IT world, right? I was, I was, in, the, I was in the IT world for 30 years. It was a career I chose uh, just because I thought it was the future. Uh, I thought maybe I was geeky, but it turns out I wasn't geeky at all. Uh, and I tried to rise up through the corporate ladders and, you know, not, not, not only women have a glass ceiling, okay? Guys who are, are not geeks that try to go you know, to the top of the geek world, uh, have a glass ceiling. Well, you were right that it, it was the future, but it just wasn't your future. 
Exactly. But I didn't know that. And, you know, so it, and over the years, I mean, I, I, I fought very hard to, to do well as I could to help support my family and, uh, you know, pay the bills that, that were accumulating. But uh, it, it's sort of like, you know, if you ever watched anybody who wanted to be a drummer, play drums, but, but they didn't have that talent, it, very, it was very painful. In my case, you know, that's the way it was. But um, in the back of my mind, there was, I always knew I wanted to do something else. It took a long time for me to get there. But, um, it, it, you know, people, I would have people to my house, love to cook. Love to entertain, not just cook, play music for people, yeah. uh, have great conversations. And, you know, when they'd come over, I'd find excuses for them to come, right? And when they did, they'd always encourage me, oh, you should open up a restaurant. And that was the last thing I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was doing this for like, say, 10 people, right? I couldn't imagine doing it for 100 or whatever. Uh, but eventually I had to do something because, I, you know, I wasn't getting where I wanted to get. And I didn't feel like I was being a good example for my children. Uh, and along the way, one of the things I chose to do, I thought that, that, that this could get me out of my rut. I, I be, my wife and I became uh, Amway distributors, multi-level marketing distributors. Uh -huh. And it, I, I learned some things from that that um, were very important. Uh, I learned that I wanted to have my own business. When you're working for somebody else, you're working for somebody else's dreams. Yeah. Right? And so that seed was planted and I, I wanted to do that. And I learned a lot of other things about setting goals. And um, eventually, it just, I went out, I became a consultant. Um, September, uh, uh, the end of August 2001, uh, I left my 18 year career with ATT affiliated companies and started drawing a modest pension. I offered an early out. I said, this looks like a good deal. I, you know, everywhere you look, you see people leaving the company, coming back a week later, sitting at the same desk doing the same thing, but with a badge that didn't have AT&T on it, right? I said, oh, I'm going to do this. So, you know, I didn't think about me having to compete with other people who were, again, geekier than me, who, who you know, who would do better. And it became a struggle. I did it for 10 years. And uh, eventually I had a guy come to me. Uh, you know, this was after the Amway thing. while I was still doing that. And he had this idea to uh, have me open up a restaurant for him. Uh, it would be mine. He, it was a place called La Peep. It's a franchise that's mostly oh, yeah. in Colorado. Like a uh, breakfast, a breakfast. Yeah, it's breakfast and lunch. And yeah, I, I kind of like the idea. Yeah. I like the idea. Oh well, you know, I could be home at night with my family because that was very important. My social, I'm a social animal, right? So, uh, and I could go on the weekends, the weddings at night. I thought so. Um, we started going down that road and um, looking for a place. He said that he would. He gave me this this beautiful framework. He said that he would. Um, and he'd build the place for me, it would be mine, and I would just pay him 5% of the gross. And we started doing that, and, and I wasn't feeling the breakfast and lunch thing, and I really had a love for pizza. You know, all through the 90s, uh, I, I went out on this pizza quest, excuse me, but I did. That's exactly what I did. Uh, I discovered, I went to, we, we used to stop in Trenton. In the, you know, if anybody knows about the pizza in Trenton, D-Lo's. Lorenzo's, yeah, yeah. We, we, when we go on road trips, heading south, we'd stop there. So that was kind of like the, the genesis of my, my pizza quest, right? Uh -huh. um, you're not going to sue me now, are you? No, we love hearing this. This is exactly uh, the quest. We tried, we tried to feed that passion. All right, good. So, um, but then um, the, other, the other thing that really set it off for me is I kept on hearing about this place, the Tonos in Coney Island. And, um, 
And I said, well, well, what is it? You know, to me, up until then, New York pizza was pizza to me. I didn't know about anything else, pretty much, except I started to get a feel for it with Trenton, right? But I said, I got to see what the big deal is. They wrote them up in the time. So I went there, and, and, and it was really very different. I really enjoyed it, right? And, you know, it was uh, they cooked the pizza with coal, and I got on this kick. I thought, that well, coal is the secret here. And I started looking for coal oven pizzas, pizzerias to go to. And we started going to other pizzerias. My, my kids would come along. My wife would come along. Friends would come along. And so I was doing all of this. I was this pizza enthusiast. When uh, And finally, you know, I, I went to a place in Nutley, New Jersey. At the time, it was called Regina Margarita. Um, and somebody sued them. They had to change it to Queen Margarita. But the guy built the Neapolitan oven in his place. It was two brothers, just like Big Night. If you've seen Big Night, it's yeah, the exact yeah. same thing. The guy and his wife were out front. His brother was in the back being the, being the chef. Yeah. Um, but he built this oven. And um, I started getting the idea that maybe I could build an oven. There was another guy. He was running a pizzeria. Him and his brother were running a pizzeria. I'm sorry. Uh, in... Um, on Carmine Street in the village, a place called Numero 28. And they had an oven there, a Neapolitan oven. They were making pizza that I really liked. And this guy kind of said, you know, I can make an oven for you. I started thinking that I wanted to do this instead of the breakfast thing. And uh, finally, you know, I, I found out that I could, buy an, I, I could buy an oven for a few thousand dollars, put it in my property, right? Um, because I didn't want to do this as a hobby. I, I wanted to... This was solely so that I could open up a pizzeria. And then I discovered I could go on fornobravo.com and I get free oven plans and build it for less than $1,000. Hey, we love, we love hearing shout outs to Forno Bravo since they're our friends. And, uh, uh, and I didn't know that that's how you actually got started. The, the interesting thing to me is, is that you kind of went from the, the tomato pie side of pizza with, uh, with DiLorenzo's in, in Trenton and then kind of back into the New York, neo-Neapolitan, we call it, with the coal fire and everything else. And then somehow ended up with a, the most traditional style of pizza of all, the, uh, the Neapolitan, wood-fired Neapolitan. And that's kind of where you made your mark, right? Yes. What happened was, I like the romanticism of a wood-fired oven. I like that. I saw that it cooked quickly. I saw that it was a very simple process. So that's, what, that's the route I decided to take. And I built that oven and you know, I did okay building the oven. Thank God my friend who wanted to open up, you know, the people with me was able to help me. He, he, he was in construction before he quote unquote retired and he had this passion for masonry. He was very helpful. He was very disappointed that I didn't want to open up to the people with him. He had far more faith in the people than he did me opening up a pizzeria. And I, you know, what are you going to do? But, but yeah, uh, follow your uh, heart. I built the oven, then I, you know, and, and and at first, I was buying dough at a supermarket called Stop and Shop. Well, buck, I think it was. You get the pizza dough in a little bag, and that's what I would use. I didn't know what I was doing. And finally, I knew, you know, I was making my own fresh mozzarella, and finally, I decided, you know what, I, you know, I'm going to have to make my own pizza dough here. So I went out. I got this book, this really good book called American Pie. Oh, and I heard of that. Yeah. In it was a, a neo-Neapolitan uh, pizza dough recipe. Yeah. And that's yeah. where my pizza um, dough recipe started. No, okay. it's, that's pretty amazing to me to hear that. And it kind of warms my heart to know that I, would, I played this little role in your journey. Not a little role, Peter. Not a little role. And when you came to me at, at the Pizza Expo that year and, and said, you yeah. want to have your picture taken with me, it was bizarre, okay? <laughs> it was beyond surreal. It was just bizarre. 
Well, well, you know, as a, somebody who started as a pizza enthusiast, I, that's what I am. I'm still just a pizza enthusiast, so I get very enthusiastic when I see people who are doing great work. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. But um, I, that's how I started. I, I had a, a Pillsbury bread machine is how I made my dough. No kidding. I have that machine it, it, at my restaurant in 60 Greenpoint to this day. Uh, and, and that's how it worked. And, you know, I played around. I did all kinds of different things, changing hydrations, you know, changing fermentation time and you know, all kinds of things. So would you say that from this point on, you were pretty much self-taught? I know that you you connected with a lot of major pizza mentors in your, you know, as you were evolving the restaurant. But but is, was it pretty much just trial and error for you until you came it, up? It absolutely was trial and error. A lot of, you know, I asked a lot of questions to a lot of people in the pizza community, I wanted to be like, and they were all, all, you know, every single one of them were, were generous with their, you know, with their knowledge and their encouragement. Uh, Mark Iacano, uh, Matthew Palombino, um, Michael Ayub, Fornino. And these and, are all and, New York, these are all sort of part of that New York pizza right. community. Yeah. And, and more than anybody, once I finally decided that, you know, I was going to do this, I, I'm skipping ahead here a little bit, uh, because I, I did pizza tastings for two years, by the way, doing all of this. But when it got to the point where I actually was going to open a place, okay, I finally, I, I walked through those walls of fear. And th there's a lot I can tell you about that if you want to hear it, about raising the money. And, um, I don't know how much time we have. But we can get into that maybe later on. But uh, uh, I love the I love uh, fast forwarding it so that we can because we want to we want to hear how you got there. Yeah. Well, one, once once I found a place, you know, I was going to open up in New Jersey, and 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 you know, long story short, I, I I found I figured out a way where I could come to New York, even though I was living in New Jersey, and, and operate my pizzeria. And once I decided the oven that I was going to get, uh, somebody told me the the oven the oven rep. I said. Well, you know, is there somebody I could talk to who's using this oven now? Maybe I give them a call on the phone, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they said, well, as a matter of fact, there's a place in Hopewell, New Jersey, not far from you, where the oven is actually in operation right now. And I went down there, a place called um, uh, Nomad Pizza, and I met uh, Tom Grimm and Stalin Bedin? Stalin Fidel Bedin. I, I, I'm sure his, you know, I don't want to talk politics, but I'm pretty sure his parents were not, you know, conservative, okay? <laughs> and uh, they were very helpful to me, right right from the get-go, you know. I, maybe a little begrudgingly. I like to, I like to tease them about that. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, they were very encouraged. It's, it's just pizza. It's not a big deal, Paul. They don't, you know, it's like I'm asking all these questions. Because they had the exact same oven and the exact same dough mixer I was going to get. And, and, you know, I went to them and I, you know, I asked them if I could work with them there, and eh, I don't think they wanted me, but they let me come whenever I wanted and ask questions, and they were extremely helpful. They really were. So um, so that's so, where you so know, that, that knowledge came from. You hadn't opened your place, so you didn't know if, that it was going to be in Brooklyn. They didn't know where you, where you were going to open. Oh, at that place. time, I didn't know it was going to be in Brooklyn. I didn't you know did. that. I had signed a lease and, and the place in Greenpoint, and I knew that at that time. Oh, so, oh, so uh, you know, Brooklyn is, is far enough away from Hoboken that you should have been Shouldn't have been too threatening to them. It sounds like they they, oh, they, were, they were in Hope Well, which is a lot further. Oh, it's oh, like well, it's okay. in the middle of nowhere. Okay, okay. they did well. Oh. They did well. Oh. The place is a little small. They wound up uh, in another place in Princeton that's beautiful, and they opened up a place. I think two places in Philly. One a Roman place. So, 
But yeah, no, they, they didn't feel threatened in that regard. You know, yeah, if, if they had plans to open up in New York, you know, they didn't tell me. Well, that, that's where I think it's, uh, you know, this whole idea of uh, the, the pizza community being pretty generous. And I mean, there's plenty of room for good, good operations. There's, there's never too many pizzerias. There's, there's business for everybody if you can do it well. Well, you know, and that's, you know, I, I've always made a point of uh, supporting other people. I, uh, you, you can look at me today. I got to get this thing off my screen. Hang on a second. There's a Facebook notification on my screen here. Close. So yeah, this is, the, this is this, now yeah, that we're, I'm wearing, we had all these, these other things to deal with. One thing I always do is um, when, I, when I'm at Pauly G's, I always wear other people's pizza hats. I pay tribute to them. I never wear, nobody in Pauly, who works at Pauly G's can wear Pauly G's gear. Okay, you just, you pay, if you want to wear some pizza stuff, pay tribute to somebody else. Today I'm wearing um, a Juliana's hat. And you notice the hat, the shirt, right? They always match. Not only that, the coffee mug always matches. Okay, we have a little Mike's Hot Honey. Well, I really want to talk about Mike's Hot Honey because you were really, the, I think, one of the guys that helped Mike launch what has now become a major brand in the pizza well, it, world. It was, it, was, um, it was reciprocal because people love that Hellboy pie. And um, to this day, I, I, I serve twice as many of those as any other pie. Well, we're going to have Mike on on Pizza Talk uh, in a, in a couple of sessions after this one, uh, and we're going to, and we're doing an interview with him, a written interview with him as well, because we want to hear the whole Mike's Hot Honey story. I, I think he, that's going to be a, a great he, interview. And just yeah, to make a perfect example, interrupt. just to make a per, I, I I did this right, but to make a perfect example, um, I, I am so indebted, and, and and Mike's Hot Honey is so much a part of what we've been doing for nine and a half to ten years. Um, yeah. There's a hat that matches this perfectly as Spikes Hat Honey, but I feel that if I wear it, it would be too self-promotional. So I don't do that. The coffee mug, we can, you know, we can. Yeah. Well, it's it's nice that, I mean, first of all, uh, the fact that you were able to help him launch his product and and he, what, he, what you're doing with the honey, you have established a style of pizza that now when I go to these pizza competitions and I see, you know, people entering in the, uh, what would you call it, the... Uh, the everything goes category. You're seeing, you know, hot honey on almost every yeah, pizza. Uh, it's it's a beautiful thing that that's caught on so you know so much. But yeah. um, what, what was I going to say about that? Well, we were just know. talking about sort of the, the the journey itself and how you were getting right after those guys uh, in Hopewell got you up. Oh, and the pizza, the pizza, and 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 um, supporting Mike. You know, I learned this. I hope you're going to have Chris Bianco on. He's plays coming on soon, and we we've been talking about him in, in our previous episode. We talked about him with uh, Rob DiNapoli, and Rob's going to bring him back, and we're going to actually do a, a session with Rob and, and Chris together. Oh, that's great! Well, he is my pizza Yoda. A lot of people are claiming to be people, people calling people pizza Yodas these days. I think you well, everybody a pizza Yoda. We, we have our own little section. Of people Yoda. pizza Yoda. I'm sorry, and that's Chris, right? Chris, Chris is the. I had, I, my son and I went, we, we had, my son had just graduated the Air Force Academy and there was a whole bunch of family members, friends who went out to see it. And we said, well, we're going to go out. Let, let, let's, let's go to Vegas afterwards and have a party. Right. But I had been dying to get to Chris Bianco's place. Right. So I said, Michael, you're going to come with me. We're going to go for the day. We're going to fly from Colorado Springs. Uh, we're going to fly there. We're going to, we're going to eat at Pizzeria Bianco and then fly to Vegas. Well, 
uh, I tried to get a table. You know, you have to call 30 days in advance. Right. And, you know, within 15 minutes or whatever, it's gone. That's right. So I was very, I was very disappointed. I talked to Adam Kuban, um, and I asked him if he could help me. He, he got a hold of Ed, and they wrote a letter to Chris um, saying, listen, this guy's coming out. His flight is at 8 o'clock. He, you know, he doesn't want to miss his flight. Can you help him? And um, I didn't even know they wrote this letter, right? All of a sudden, one day I'm sitting at home. My phone rings. I still have to, I have to recording to this day. I have wow. it on my phone. Hey, Paulie, this is Chris Bianco, Phoenix, Arizona, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, were talking, we must have talked for a half hour. It was amazing, right? But he set it up. He says, look, come. Call me when you get there. You come, we'll, we'll sit and we'll talk before we open, blah, 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 blah. So I called him. You know, we went to In-N-Out first. We didn't eat too much, which I wanted to have an appetite. <laughs> I had to finally go to In-N-Out. And uh, he met us. He said, come to my bar next door. And if you've ever been there, I'm sure you have. Uh, he has this really nice house next door that, that's a bar that he used for people to wait tables because you know you have to wait like three hours for a table there. right and, and that's part of the great experience there you sit outside you meet other people you know you they have a rope talk where you can drink but so we go and we sit in this this bar and we start talking he was so generous he was just so encouraging and one of the things he said uh, he said two things that have influenced me for for the next uh 11 years right first of all i said chris well, what about Fresh Mozzarella? You make your own Fresh Mozzarella? You know, yeah, Paulie, I do. But you know why? He said, you can't get any good Fresh Mozzarella out of here. If I was like you, I was in New York. There's a hundred guys. He said, just like this. There's a hundred guys that can make great Fresh Mozzarella. You should get it from them, support them, and they'll support you. Okay? It wasn't about, you know, not, not, you know, not running the truck from Long Island to here and the environment's going to blow up. It was yeah. about supporting other people in the community. And when I opened... I started looking for people whose products that I could feature on my pizza. The first one was a, a, was a bacon marmalade recipe some guy had made. And, and we did that. And when Mike came to me, you know, he said that, you know, first of all, he just said that he wanted to volunteer to be a pizza maker, be an apprentice. You know, nothing about Mike's Hot Honey came up until right. I was walking away after we set it up. I said, you come at 4 o'clock on Wednesday. My son will teach you how to stretch the dough. Oh, I'm going to bring my condiment with me. So that's what the whole thing started. You know. Very uh, well, This is a good place for us to take a little break because, uh, number one, I want to hear the other piece of advice that Chris Bianco gave you. And uh, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to we're going to uh, have a whole new new round because you know in the Zoom world you only get about you know so much time before they they cut you off. So we're going to reload. We're going to come back with another episode of Piece of Talk with uh, Paulie G. I'm Peter Reinhardt. We're going to come back with Paulie G on our next and uh, our next round, our next episode of Pizza Talk, and uh, and join us then, Peter Reinhardt on Pizza Talk, presented by Pizza Quest. See you soon. Stick around for more Pizza Quest after a word from our sponsor. HRN is excited to unveil the new look of food radio. We have a new brand identity and a new website. Our site makes it easier than ever to discover new podcasts and dig through our archive of over 16,000 episodes. You know, it's been 11 years since HRN started broadcasting food radio, and we've made it this far thanks to the support of our global listening community. It's because of member donations that Pizza Quest with Peter Reinhardt is on the air, along with 40 other weekly shows. Your contributions gave HRN 
the security we needed to stay on the airwaves during the pandemic and are allowing us to reopen our studio. Becoming a monthly sustaining member of HRN shows me how much Pizza Quest with Peter Reinhardt and Food Radio means to you. At HRN, we're investing in the future of Food Radio. To do the same, become a monthly sustaining member of HRN. A gift of $5 or $10 a month gives our community the consistent stability it needs to keep the voice of America's food movement alive and thriving. Become a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. I'm sitting here with Paulie G. This is Pizza Talk uh, presented by Pizza Quest. And this is uh, round two of uh, a sit down with, with Paulie G. He's in Brooklyn. I'm in North Carolina. Uh, we were just hearing uh, a snippet of the phone call that Chris Bianco uh, left on, on Paulie's uh, voicemail. This is what, like 10, 12 years ago, that in a way was kind of part of the launching pad for, for Paulie G's uh, pizzeria, right? 11 years ago, May of 2009. And, and uh, we, what we were talking about in, our, the last, uh, in the last episode was the influence of a lot of different people who helped Paulie kind of get his vision off the ground. And when Chris Bianco, who was one of his heroes and, and uh, really a role model for so many people in the sort of new generation of pizza makers, reached out and said, uh, hey, anything I can do to help you, that was a, a validation and a kickoff for you, I think, to, uh, to get you going to the next round. Absolutely. The, and when we went there, we sat in his bar, uh, my son and I, for about an hour. He, he gave me all kinds of encouragement and good information. Um, and at the end of it, I didn't remember much because when you drink on an empty stomach, okay, right. the In-N-Out Burger had already been uh, digested, right? You drink on an empty stomach, you don't remember that much when you're all done, right? But one thing that I do remember is I thanked him. I thanked him profusely. I said, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. And all he said to me was, Paulie, don't thank me, just pay it forward. And I never forgot those words. And that led to me, whenever people came to me and wanted to know about what it took to open up a place, I, I always make sure that I, I found time to talk with them. And, and you did say- Helping other people open too. In the, last, uh, in the last episode, you mentioned that he gave you two pieces of advice. And one was obviously to pay it forward and to support the people around you. Was there a second piece of advice or was that the second piece? Well, the second piece, the other piece of advice was that, you know, just support people in your local community, but, you know, use their products and you support them that way and they'll support you and you build a stronger community. And, and I did that for, you know, for a long time. Mike's Out Honey was, um, that's how that all started, keeping yeah. out of your mind. That's a great example. Uh, so, so you got the thing going in Greenpoint was your first location. You now have also a slice shop around the corner, right? So now you're doing slice style pizza. You don't know a whole different setup there, or is it still wood fire or using gas? Oh oil? no, it's it's completely different. It's, New York it's style. An homage. What happened was we stopped doing takeout because our pizza just doesn't travel well. You put that Neapolitan style pizza that was cooked at a thousand degrees in a box. It doesn't hold up very long at all. Right. And I just, after a few years, we did it, you know, out of necessity for a while, but I, I felt that I was in a place financially where I could take the hit if I stopped it. And I got that from Chris, too. I remember that, you know, you look on Chris's menu, he didn't offer takeout. You know, he said, dine-in only. Um, right. and, and that gave me a green light to feel like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I should do that, too. Uh, and what happened was, 
there was a kind of an uproar. I don't want to, you know, but people were upset that they couldn't get takeout anymore. Uh, we never did delivery, but but they were upset about it. And eventually they said, you know what? Maybe, you know, I'm leaving money on the table. Um, maybe there was a slice shop around the corner. I said, maybe I could buy that from the guy. Um, and we'll go from there. And, and, and he said the place was for sale, actually, when I asked him. But, you know, he, he messed around with me for a long time. Right. And he, I don't know what was going on, but... Uh, it wasn't really for sale. So finally, I, I told you, I said, look, if you're going to keep doing this, you know, I'm just going to, I have my mindset on this now, right? right. I'm just going to open up somewhere else. So uh, I found another space. And what it is, is I decided that I was going to make it an homage to the slice shops that I went to growing up, serving that style of pizza. Very simple. Uh, and I was going to have a sports bar in the back. That was a big mistake. I should have never said sports bar because the neighbors thought, you know, they, they thought the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh, Turns out that I can't even get people to, people will work for me to put sporting events on the six, you know, 65 inch TVs that I have there because they have to put on Jeopardy and Bob Ross and, you know, Twin Peaks. It's like, why did I even bother saying it was going to be a sports bar, right? But, but you go there and it looks like the 60s. I have some music memorabilia up in the front. The back is all Yankee memorabilia. If you're a Met fan and you like my pizza, you'll still come. And if, you well, let's. Let's talk technique for a second. So in the Neapolitan place, you're doing, you know, classic Neapolitan-style pizza with a, a, a with a wood-fired oven. And yes, Neapolitan-ish, by the way. Inspired. I break the rules. I, break the, I wasn't going to have anybody tell me how I was supposed to make my pizza. But yes. Exactly. And that's kind of, again, in the, in the Crispianco uh, mode of creating it out of your own vision, uh, starting from, a, from an idea and then doing it your own way. Uh, how is that? playing out with the slice shop is it a totally different flower a different uh, absolutely absolutely we use um we're using red rose flour right now from central milling it's just it's a classic new york slice it's nothing fancy it's the stuff that you would have gotten in the 60s i have a regular slice um pepperoni uh sausage we have a white pie no 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 regatta on that white pie okay Why? a little, little age months a little fresh months uh romano and actually, we don't even put the olive oil on anymore. Is it a 16-inch pie that you're making or 18-inch? 20 inch. We're doing 20 inches there. 20, because the slices the, are pretty substantial. Right. We're selling slices. What and, is the, um, but the other thing we have, we sell Sicilian slices as well. Okay. We have, we have uh, a vegan slice with Vidalia onions. That's kind of an homage to the uh, spinchone from Sicily, uh, except for no anchovies, of course. Um, but the one thing that I did, there was a place in, in Whitestone, Queens, called, there still is, called Freddy's. And they put sesame seeds on the bottom of their Sicilian. I love that. Oh. And all of our Sicilians have the sesame seeds. If, if, if you're allergic, I apologize, but you have to go with a regular slice. So it's all very classic, except for Mike's Hot Honey. We put Mike's Hot Honey on a few of our, our pies. You put it out on the table, too, for people that want to just add it to them? No, no, no. They got to buy that. Okay, <laughs> I gotta buy that. I know because Mike sent me some packets. He said, you know, we're, we're making packets now for people who want to just squeeze it on. Oh, the you know, packets are great. Actually, that's what we send out when we have pies to go. We give them packets so that, you know, because especially if you cut the pie, if you put that honey on there, by the time that pie gets where it goes, it's going to leak through the through the cracks between the slices. Right. It's a mess. So, so that's with, the, with the slice shop, then you can do pizza to go. And I'm guessing that Right now, that's probably a good thing. Are you in? Are you open now? In this is yes. It's keeping, it's, it's keeping us alive, really. The, the wood fire place is completely closed. I wasn't going to do takeout there because, first of all, the pie doesn't travel well. 
And, and I do have the slice shop where I could serve pizza that does travel well, does reheat well. So I'd be cannibalizing myself. It didn't make sense. I had to take the hit. But that is actually keeping us afloat. Um, we've been very fortunate in that regard. I have a, have a great staff of people who, you know, they're very careful with everything, but they're still willing to work and, and feed the community. So we've been oh, feeding, you know, we've been feeding all of the, uh, the hospital workers. We've been doing a lot of that. And it's, you know, We've well, we been hearing from a lot of pizza operators and, and also from Scott Wiener, who's, who is working with pizza operators to feed the hospital workers. So I imagine that you and right. Scott partnered up a little bit. Pizza for Pandemic, I think it's called. We work with them on that. So. Oh, really? Yeah, very interesting. But, but the thing was, we're fortunate in that, you know, there are a lot of people, I feel really bad for them. You know, they, have, they had a place that didn't, you know, they didn't do takeout. They weren't used to doing that. They serve food. Uh, they don't have a customer base that are used to picking up the phone or going on, you know, going on caviar or something to order. And they, they try, you know, it's like trying to turn an ocean liner, you know, on a dime. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, so how does it, how does it work for you then if somebody wants to get, you know, just call and, and, and do a curbside pickup, how do they, how do they do it? Do you have a uh, people manning the phones and do they have a pickup? Well, we, we, we I, I, see, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I don't like to brag about myself, but I'm a very smart guy. Okay. <laughs> because I have no phone that you can call to order a pizza. There's no way I want to trust my, my staff to screw that up, right? You go on Caviar and you order. If you want to, if you want to pick up, you could even, you know, you, we have a takeout button where you could, um, if you don't want delivery and you want to pick it up, you could order it that way. And they come. We have a little window uh, where you could order. We have it all protected. Um, we, we keep people six feet apart. We have markers on the sidewalk. And uh, they put their order in or they come to pick it up. and we pass it out the front door. We open the door, we pass it out, and that's how it works. And and uh, business is good, it's obviously. At this it, even, it, well, business is not good, but not, it's, 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 it's enough to keep it going. going. It's, right, it's, almost, it's paying some of our bills. It's not okay. paying all of our bills, but you know, we're waiting for the government to help with that. They, help, they helped everybody else, it's time to help us, okay? Some reason they think that the landlords don't have to lose any money in this deal, even though we're losing our shirts. The banks don't have to lose a dime. I'm waiting for that to straighten out. Yeah. Well, for those who are, are just joining us, we're talking with Paulie G. Uh, and uh, about two years ago, Paulie, we ran an interview that, that you did with, where you and I sat down and we we ran it on Pizza Quest. And I advise anyone who's watching this, go back and and uh, in the interview section, just find the Paulie G interview because uh uh, we have some great photos, first of all, of your pizzas, and, and also on the website, uh, the Pauly G website, you can see wonderful photos of, of... No, no, no. No photos on my website. You don't have photos? No. Well, no. Then, you, then you have to go to Pizza Quest and see them there, because yeah. we ran some photos. There's other places to go, but I keep the website very simple. You know, where we are, how, you know, how to order, and, uh, well, you know, frequently asked questions, like, do you have gluten-free options? Uh, do you? My answer on that frequently asked question is, we have soda. Okay. You have soda. <laughs> That's gluten-free. Gotcha. Uh, well, now, you also have some other, like, uh, Pauly G's around the country that are people who are licensed by you, approved by you to open up. Yes, I do. So where, and where that, all grew out, that all grew out of uh, Chris Bianco encouraging me to pay it forward um, for, for a long time. You know, I, first of all, I, I designed my pizzeria for me to be there. I knew that for it to really run well, I had to be there, okay? And, and, I, and I was resigned to that being it for me. If, if this thing worked out, 
All I needed was one. I just needed to pay my bills, right? But as things went on and, and we weren't doing well, I felt I owed, I have some investors. I own about 80%, I own 80% of my place, but I, I have friends and family who invested and they own 20%. And I owned it, I owed it to them, right? Um, and I just felt like I owed it to this brand that I created. But um, I knew that I didn't want to, you know, try to open up multiple places. I was not interested in that at all, right? Uh, but I did learn through multi-level marketing, as well as Chris Bianco, that you can help yourself by helping other people. So uh, all along the way, up until that, uh, that point, people would come to me, people like Caleb Schiff out in, uh, out in uh, Arizona, in the Flagstaff. Um, there were people from England who came to me, uh, people from Toronto. Um, People from Toronto, I wanted, you know, I, I sent the people who, uh, they wanted to do slices. I sent them in that direction. Um, but people would come and I, I, you know, I talked to them about what I did and I'd encourage them. Uh, and eventually, uh, you know, I said, I got to do something. So I decided that I would take what I learned and I, I'd make it available to other people, at, you know, at a price. You know, they use my brand. They take advantage of my marketing. They can come and, and they can work in my restaurant for as long as they wanted. They can send anybody who worked for them to my restaurant to work there. And um, and they open up their own place. It's very important that um, it, it felt like it was theirs. And so they, they did everything from start to finish. They, they went out. They found a real estate. They did all of that. You know, I advised them on that. I, I, I worked with them. Um, and they started out with... Maybe about about three quarters of the pies were mine for my you know my my greatest hits, um, and then they would they would start coming up with their own pies to the point. Uh, now, where are some of these places that you're talking about? Um, Baltimore, a place called Apologies Hamden. I we we always like to to name the place after the neighborhood it's in, not the city it's in. Uh, Apologies Hamden in in, in Baltimore. Uh, Paulie G's uh, Short North in Columbus and Paulie G's um, Logan Square in Chicago. We also had Paulie G's in Miami. It was Paulie G's Miami because the neighborhood they were in was called the Upper East Side and that would just be way too confusing. So, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, you know, you, you, you have to pick the right location. Uh, we didn't pick the right location and sadly, uh, Paulie G's Miami is no more. But the one in Chicago, I know, is is a big hit, and 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 your partner there, and at, at the, I met him at at the expo, and I just blanked out on his name, but he's getting Derek, Derek Tongue. Derek, guy. yeah, and Derek great is getting guy. a big reputation. In fact, we may want to have Derek come on the show uh, because he's he's becoming his own uh, superstar in his own right. He is, he is, and, and I'm very happy that I was able to help him do that. So once uh, one one of your I just wish you'd listen to me once in a while. Once in a while. <laughs> that's, that's the football. You you find people who are like you know who have talent and then they want to they got to do it their own way, right? They got to oh, break. Yeah. Them. Oh yeah. You give them your rules and then they got to break them, just like you broke the rules that you that you inherited. Yep. So so that means that some of these other polygies, you're going to find products that may be the creations of the owners of those locations that are things that you're not doing necessarily in Brooklyn. Very much so. Very much so. You know, I, um, I, I would say now less than half of the pies, uh, the original pies that we had, like the Cherry Jones and the, uh, uh, I don't know, we had a whole bunch of stuff. The Cherry uh, Jones. The Green Pointer, um, um, the various things. And, and less than, it's less than half now. As a matter of fact, they like to have fun with particularly Derek in Chicago. 
Um, I had this thing at first. There were a lot of things that I, I did not want on pizza. And they all seemed to start with P, it seemed, right? <laughs> it didn't start with P, I'd make it start with P. For instance, I fell in love. You know, I, uh, there was a pie that I stole from Matthew Palombino at Motorino. Uh, and a hot supersat on it. It was a red pie, hot supersat, palm, uh-huh. reggiano. And he stole it from Michael Ayub at Fornino, right? Right. Uh, uh, but I, I fell in love with hot supersat, and, and pepperoni didn't seem like a wood fired ingredient to me. So uh, no pepperoni on pizza, Paul. Geez, right? It started with that. And it was, I, I, I thought the pesto was a cliche, no pesto. I thought that you definitely don't want to put pasta on pizza. Uh, you don't want to put chicken on pizza or turkey because it dries out. So no poultry, no uh, no pickles, right? Uh, no pineapple. So all these peas, right? Yeah. Now all of a sudden, Derek comes out with this pie. You know, I call them the prohibited peas. He comes out with a pie called the poly prohibitive, where he puts one of my prohibited ingredients on a pie every month. So he's got to do his own thing, man. He's, he's an artist. And they're all doing that. You know who has a great pie? We we use in the slice shop. We use the Ezo. Um, you know, little Roni cups now. Yeah. And um, TJ Gibbs in Columbus make, makes a pie called the uh, um, the Joe Pepitoni. Uh, hopefully some of you people know who Joe Pepitoni is. I remember is. Joe Pepitoni, yeah. I actually have a picture in my slice shop of Joe Pepitoni and Coney Allen eating a slice of pizza. Autographed. So, and for those who don't know, we're talking about one of the great Yankees of all time, right? Yeah. Baseball player. The only, it's the only baseball players we talk about here. So... Um, <laughs> The, uh, but but TJ he has a, a lot of great pies and that pie that pie is really good. And, well, and Kelly also Kelly has come up with some great stuff and 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 the name stuff he goes with too. He's in Baltimore. He has you know the um, the wire was filmed. It was about Baltimore and one of the main characters was um, Stinger. No, he calls the pie the Stinger Bell. It was it was something else Bell. It sounds like Stinger. Okay, uh-huh. has a Barry White. It's a white pie. Barry White was from Baltimore. So. So it's more than just the, the, the pies that they... Yeah, well, that's great with. because they're having fun with it and they're able to be creative. It's not like they're yeah. just, they're not just following uh, a, a blueprint or a rule. In fact, you've got, I know you've, you've written uh, in the interview that we did a couple of years ago, we have a list of about 20, I wouldn't call them rules, but they were life lessons that you learned from, you know, along the way that we have listed there. So for folks who are watching this, go and read those rules. I don't know if you can remember any of the ones that you put out. I remember one was, is, is if somebody says, says, I got you, Paulie, I got your back. Oh, yeah. They don't have your back. Right? That's exactly right. They usually say because they didn't have me. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So, so uh, it's been quite a journey for you. And, and, and one of the reasons why I'm glad we're talking about some of the other places is that uh, we were talking about the Yodis uh, the the and and you you cited Chris as sort of the Yoda of Yodas, but we've got a little panel going called the the Pizza Yodis with uh, John Arena and Brian Spangler, and we want to keep adding to that panel. We like to add people like you, and and one of the criteria I think for somebody to be a Yoda is that they really get this idea of passing it forward, of being a mentor to the next generation. So we're not only you know identifying people who we feel have been mentors and, and influential to the next generation. But we also want to start identifying some of the up and coming Yodas, the ones who are who are in sort of in the early stage of their career, but who have that same spirit about them because we're building a more than just a, a series of pizza restaurants around the country. It's a community that of artisans who share a vision. And, and I, I and never I never I never say that I'm in the pizza business. 
Never. I'm in a pizza community. It really is a community. And uh, it, people are just so generous with their knowledge. And, and, and you know, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. And that's really helped me. You know, I, I like to say the best way to compete is not to compete. I, I heap praise on people all the time. You come into my restaurant, I send people to other people's pizzerias constantly. I talk about what I like about them. And they say, well, why are you, you know, like the hat? Why are you wearing your competitor's hat? You know, and, you know, it's, it's, it's really worked. Really. Well, I think, yeah, and I think that you get that and, and, and more and more people are getting that. And I think that that's what we want to encourage and foster well, here on Pizza Quest. because Make sure also, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm not that sorry. Make sure that you get Vincent Rotolo involved, okay? Because Vincent is, is another one who loves to share information with other people. He came up with a great gluten-free recipe. He spent a lot of time working with Derek in Chicago. Derek wound up wanting, winning a trip to um, Parma to compete. By the way, food is an art, not a sport. I'm not, a big, I'm not big on the competition thing. I just want to put that out there. But in any case, yeah. he won a trip to Italy and... and a lot of it was because of the help that he got from Vincent. Vincent is a, uh, is a great guy. Where is Vincent based? Vincent's where's in Vegas. Where, where is he right now he's, uh, he's, 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 oh, he's, right. he's okay, in the yeah. Porn Plaza. The Porn Plaza. That's P-A-W-N, by the way, in <laughs> case some of you guys thinking the wrong thing, guys and girls. Okay. okay. Porn yeah, Plaza. Um, he's working on another <laughs> spot now, too. I see him. That's where I see him in Vegas at the Pizza Expo every year. And I, and I, I keep forgetting he's actually based right there in Vegas. And, and he is. He's another one of these. He's a, an up and coming, you know, superstar. He's a rock star in the pizza world. And uh, we want to get him on. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people that we want to get on because, as you say, uh, everyone is sort of part of this one large community. We we believe Pizza Quest is always about celebrating artisans wherever we find them, not just in the pizza world, but in, in the whole greater community. So we want to get people that are doing great work with cheese, with tomatoes, with flour, with, uh, with, it doesn't even have to be pizza related. It could be beer, wine, uh, anything in life where they bring the same passion and the same sense of sort of the vision of, of searching for something, a meaningful life, uh, which, which is something that, you know, without you having said it directly, is what you keep talking about as you, as you expressed how your own vision has unfolded. And I really appreciate that about, you know, you, and, and you sharing your journey with us. I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I, I was able to navigate my way to doing something that supported myself and my family that, uh, that I truly enjoy. And, and I think I, I do it well because I truly enjoy it. And I want to encourage other people to do that. There's so many people out there that are just going along and you, know, you, you have to step out and you, know, you have to take those chances. Exactly. And yeah, reach out. And, and when people reach out to you, reach back. Um, before we, we wrap things up, because we want to get you back uh, another time and, and do some more sessions with you, maybe have you join our, our Yoda panel, our Pizza Yodis, and be part of more of a roundtable discussion. But uh, uh, how about a shout out to your wife, Mary Ann? She's been instrumental in the in development of Poly G's, uh, right? She, you know, she, she knew I wanted to do this, and she knew we were taking a big risk. But she knew that I wasn't going to be happy if I didn't do it. And, you know, she made it all possible. And now, you know, she was working a full-time job for the longest time, up until maybe a year and a half ago, I think. Not sure. But, um, and she was very helpful um, as, as much as she could be. And, and now, now, now that, you know, she's, 
retired. Uh, she's even more helpful. Uh, we're going to wrap things up today. We're going to have you come back another time, and uh, we'll continue the never-ending discussion of you know the world of not only pizza but the world beyond pizza with uh, the legendary Paulie G. Paulie, thanks so much for being with us today. Pizza Quest is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org, and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Thanks for listening.